Genre. Welcome everyone to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are watching the 1990 live-action Turtles movie one tree-jumping minute at a time. I am your host, Scott Tofty, and with me again are Chris O'Connor, Rachel Gatlin, and Adam Sheehan. Hi, guys and girl. Hi. Hello. And joining us for the third time this week, our producer and very special guest, Mr. Scott Corelli. Hello. Hi. So we are on minute number 13. It is a wonderful Wednesday, and this minute starts... With uh, our confused little foot punks wondering, what the hell was that? And ends with Raphael asking Casey a very important question about his choice of weapons, which we will get to when we get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've established these are, these are foot thugs, uh, which I guess makes sense. I never really thought of them. I always thought of them as just like regular run-of-the-mill dudes. But apparently all crime in New York is now run by the Foot Clan. Um, all my, PG crime. All PG <laughs> crime. <laughs> um, my question is, Casey Jones leaps out of that tree like a badass. Has he just been waiting up there like all night for like the chance that someone might come by? Probably. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems a little odd that, yeah, he's, he's there waiting, and yet he saw what they did, and he wasn't apparently making a move to intercept them? I well, I think he, I think he, uh, I think maybe he stopped he when he saw Raph because he says uh-huh. he says like you did your job now let me do mine. So he saw what Raph did. So he, mm-hmm. I, I think he got over there to stop them, but then Raph got to him first. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. just have an awesome image in my head of like it's like four in the afternoon. It's bright and sunny out. Casey Jones climbs into a tree and just like <laughs> hangs out there until midnight. Well, <laughs> he has a deer blind in Central Park. <laughs> well, if you're if you're if you're a vigilante in New York in the late '80s, early '90s, you would have worse spots than just like kind of tro- patrolling the outskirts of Central Park. As long as you stick to the outskirts. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> then you can catch the bad guys as they come in, right? Exactly. Also, what what does he call the two thieves? I've I've always been kind of so. This is a point that. of contention that I've First always had, and for the seven. longest time, I thought he was saying "you curb scrubbing pukes." <laughs> ah, and I was like, "Purse grabbing." That's a weird thing, but yeah, he says "you purse grabbing pukes." Uh-huh. It took me. Until my 20s to figure out what he was saying there. <laughs> I always thought he said purse grubbing pukes. I'm like, that doesn't even mean anything. Yeah, that, make sense. that was my, that was my, my in-between phase. There was a while mm-hmm. where I was, I was on that train too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, he is speaking all of his dialogue through like a big mask. So yeah. Yeah. He was it's Bane fine. before Bane was Bane. Right. <laughs> I want this. If this movie came out today, do you think there'd be like the internet phenomenon of like Casey Jones speak? Like memes, Whoa. like. You press grabbing pukes. <laughs> God. I don't think I he spends enough time in the mask for that to be a thing. No. Also, Which, how, how did how did things go in the last te- the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that had uh, uh, Casey Jones? Because I don't, I didn't oh. watch it. So. Truth be told, I don't remember a lot of Casey. I watched that movie. I went and saw it once. Very little memory of Casey Jones from that movie. It's Oliver Queen from Arrow. It is. Yeah. yeah. Which was uh, listen. I, I thought it was five a great years on a hellish. Athletic team. Thought it was a great casting choice, but I just I 
Well, listen, depending on how long this show goes on and the demand for it, I'm not saying we're going to get to those movies, but if we get to those I movies. Mean, at the very least, I'm sure you'll cover it in a weekend edition. At some absolutely. Point. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Scott, I have to ask, how did Seamus do? Was he good? Hmm? Define good. <laughs> uh, like on a scale of one to Seamus? One to so Seamus. Adam and I are big wrestling fans, and the guy that plays... The guy that plays uh, Rocksteady in the newest Turtles movie is a very popular professional wrestler, oh. um, which is just a bizarre casting choice. I, he, he was as good as anyone else in the movie, so <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. You, you get what you pay for, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. He probably yeah. got paid a lot. <laughs> uh, probably more than he deserved. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that these thugs book they are knocked down they get up and they run like the wind away from the dude with no pants and the fork in his belt but when the crazy psycho in a murdering looking hockey mask falls out of a tree they're just like oh hey what's up (laughs) like it's 1989 you run from people in hockey masks in the woods like that's Mm -hmm. a cultural thing that is a thing people are afraid of normally right this was after um the whole Jason era, or was it yeah. before? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Definitely yeah. after. It was, well, it was established. Well, during, J- Jason really. has taken Manhattan at this point. Okay. <laughs> <Yes. God. laughs> that movie, oh my God, that movie is just, uh the scene where the boxer like is punching him out on this on the rooftop and yeah. then at the end he's he's like winning he's doing so great he's doing so great he gets him to the edge of the building and he's like okay take your best shot and then knocks his head off it's just oh no, no, no. <laughs> spoilers so, for Jason takes Manhattan so at this point everyone was afraid of Jason Voorhees right oh yeah everyone should oh, be afraid oh of goalies period when mighty ducks come out i think that's when you're allowed to like goalies again. <laughs> goldberg oh goldberg <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah so it's just it was it's i found it funny they were not more afraid of of casey jones when he yeah i mean falls out of for his dirty sweatpants alone like this guy he's you don't want to mess his with this costume guy. let's talk a minute it's that. perfect. His costume yeah. is is dead on. It's yeah. so perfect because if like in so Casey Jones makes his debut in the comics in um the very first Ninja Turtles one shot. They did four of them initially, one for each turtle, and the first one to come out was Raphael. Is between issue I think three and four of their regular run, and it is the story of Raphael getting really, really angry at his brothers and like, I have to go out and just like blow off steam. And then he meets Casey Jones and he encounters someone who's even more psycho. And the whole story is like Raphael, the hothead trying to calm down Casey Jones. Like it's, it's, he learns his lesson by having to become the mature one. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, it's just perfect from the mask, the mask that, that, uh, uh, Casey wears in the movie is so close to the one in the book. The the costuming is great. The sweatpants, like he he nails the costume. It's so good. It's probably. It. I mean, up up to this point, I can't imagine a more comic accurate costume in a movie mm. ever. Um, and not for nothing, the Casey Jones from the TV show, who was always portrayed just like a total raving lunatic, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, had a pretty solid costume as well um Mm -hmm. again like sweat the sweatpants stayed in every iteration um until recently (laughs) 
until recently, and then he was like hipster dude. Um, but like sweatpants, the fingerless gloves, the mask is the same in the cartoon show. Um, yeah, it was just, it's it's great. Very good job. Even like the 2001 Casey Jones is still kind of like mm-hmm. in the same vein, like from the um, Fox Kids or the whatever the, whatever network it was did the uh, the like the the early 2000s Turtles cartoon reboot. Oh yeah, that the ca- super serious one. Yeah, and that Casey Jones actually looked like he had the longer hair, like um, like the movie Casey does. Right. But just like fan, like you get what this guy's about immediately. Just looking at him, mm-hmm. very He's well. He's about done. hockey. He's about hockey. He, he he cracks these guys in the face with a hockey stick, straight in the mouth. With a shortened hockey stick. Shortened <laughs> hockey stick, and one of them just gets right back up. <laughs> so I just like, did a little. I just did a little because digging. hockey sticks are terrible weapons. <laughs> I just did a little digging. Um, I was trying to figure out if technically. Jason Takes Manhattan takes place in kind of the same cinematic universe. Because I was thinking, <laughs> did New Line Cinema release Friday the 13th? They did, but they released the reboot of Friday the 13th. So New Line is like essentially what killed Friday the 13th. Uh. So, so I guess those thugs living in the universe that they currently live in have never really heard or seen of jason so they were probably like who's this guy with the hockey mask and not holy shit it's that guy he's back let's run away run away <laughs> all right <laughs> he's back well, not, not as not as like a character in their lives i they've seen the movie come on yeah <laughs> yeah they've at least seen the movie That's probably why they're so scared <laughs> yeah yeah um <sighs> this is this is terrible fight choreography like this is oh, yeah. His little, his little hooking. Yeah, yeah, right. This is like him showing up to set on that day and just being like, all right, so what am I doing? And they're like, oh, um, I don't know. Something try with a hockey stick. Yeah, try something with the hockey stick, I guess. Well, I, I mean, he's supposed to be untrained. Like, Casey Jones is just a nut job vigilante. Like, I love that he's sort of like, he doesn't know how to fight. And he really doesn't do a great job of fighting during mm-hmm. this entire movie. Yeah. Um, he doesn't do a great job of anything, really, in this entire movie when it comes down to it. Well, he does <laughs> he a great did. job at something else later. He gives uh, really good back rubs. Ew. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. even do a good really job forceful of... forceful uh, back rubs. He doesn't even do a good job of crushing the shredder later. <laughs> Oops. Ooh. Ooh. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that later. I have a lot Ooh. to say about that. We'll get that to is that a great later. point. That is a great point. Um, another dialogue thing when he says the class is pain 101 and your instructor is Casey Jones. I, I, as a kid, I always thought the quote was your class is paying 101. <laughs> and I did like, this is long before I knew what like college course numbers were. And I was like, why does he cost so much? And why are, what is this? Cl- why is he paying for class? He doesn't pay anything. <laughs> um, and the stupid things you remember with movies from your childhood. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, it brings me to. The the joke that has eluded me forever, and I actually did some research on this. So Jose Canseco Bat, tell me, you didn't pay money for this. All right, follow me on this. My first problem with this is the cadence with which Raphael says that line. Tell me, giant gap, you didn't pay money for this. I feel like when you <laughs> deliver that line in that way, it has a certain implication, which I don't understand. I, I, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Tell me you didn't pay money for this is one thing. Tell me comma, space, you didn't pay money for this, to me sounds like he's trying to get at something else. Number two, 
I looked up Jose Canseco. By this point, Jose Canseco had been arrested twice in early 1989. So I'm not sure when this movie was filmed, but he was not an admitted uh, uh, steroid user like he is now, someone who has admitted using performance-enhancing drugs during his playing days. But Hmm. he was a bit of a bad boy. However, he was still sort of revered for his baseball skills, I guess. Um, So to me, that means like, He's not trying to knock Jose Canseco. Now, one internet theory is like, oh, well, Raph's from New York. He's a Yankees fan, and Canseco played for, like, not the Yankees. So that's just <laughs> him being, like, a New York sports dude. Um, insight. What, what is this? Help me out, guys, because I'm, I'm drowning yeah, on this joke. That's totally what it is. He never played for New York, and Raph's a New Yorker. That's it. I, I, that's the I whole joke. He's, he's the one with the most New York accent, so yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> that's, that's the whole joke, and that would be a joke that would make a New York audience in the 80s laugh really hard. That's but he, uh, because they all a, hated Jose Canseco because he didn't play for New York and he would beat their team regularly because he was so good because he was souped up on performance enhancers. Oh, so man. they didn't like Jose Canseco <laughs> and Raph is a New Yorker and that's it. That's the whole joke. That's it. All right. But, all right. but I, it, I hate that I had to do research to figure that out. I get it. Unfortunately, yeah, if you have to do research to figure the it joke sort out, of ruins not the a joke. Great joke. <laughs> what was he arrested for? He said he was arrested twice. What were the uh, charges? He was arrested, oh Jesus. Um, I think like a disorderly conduct or something. I'll find it real quick for you. DD, drunken disorderly. <laughs> and in defense of this, in defense of this, Chris, it's a great joke. It's just not a timeless joke. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't last. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have legs, which is, you know, most jokes and things. Have you ever tried watching no. Shrek? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, unfortunately we have to talk about all of the jokes in yeah. this movie. This is just yeah. one well, in detail. <laughs> side note, by 1992, uh, I guess people were a little bit okay with Jose Canseco because he shows up on the Simpsons episode Homer at the Bat, which includes a lot of '90s uh, baseball which is players. A great, great episode of television. Fantastic oh, episode. Yeah. And I highly recommend. There's a song that plays over the end credits of that that is a parody of another like baseball. Like I just go, I'll find it. I'll put it in the show notes. But that is an amazing episode of television. It has nothing to do with Ninja Turtles, no, but I guess now anyway. we can tie it in. It's so funny February because, 10th. Oh, go ahead, Rachel. I'm just it's funny because every player uh experiences some career ending misfortune, but um Jose Canseco is stuck saving a woman and her baby from a fire and he's rearranging her furniture on the lawn. So some people get addicted to nerve tonic, he's stuck arranging furniture, which I think mm-hmm. is trying to do a good Yeah, thing. trying to do a good deed, which I think <laughs> is funny. But anyway, back back to what we're supposed to be talking so, about. So <laughs> February tenth, nineteen eighty nine, Canseco is arrested for reckless driving uh, after leading a police officer on a fifteen mile chase. He was found guilty and fined the whopping sum of five hundred dollars. Uh, he follows oh. the uh, the Hunter Thompson School yes. of thought when being followed by the police. Make the bastard chase you. <laughs> the, the April 11th arrest uh, in California was for carrying a loaded semi-automatic pistol in his car, released on $2,500 bail, and pleaded no contest. Wow. Um, mm. By 1992, he's like being charged with aggravated battery and like spousal abuse repeatedly throughout the 90s his his life doesn't go in a great direction but by 1989 like not so bad 
Um, but thanks for clearing up the joke, because now when I go back and watch this movie, I'll make sure to laugh at that part. <laughs> <laughs> but, but can you now, now that we've really dissected it? Yeah. Are we ruining uh, this movie for our listeners, I wonder sometimes? Uh, you know what? I just I, I love it because I keep finding so many little stupid things that I've never noticed. And I've seen this movie a billion times. It's the great thing about the movie by minutes format is... You will find things you've never, ever paid attention to before. I listened to Scott on Back to the Future Minute for three seasons, and just the amount of information that I've gleaned for, again, one of my favorite franchises is astounding. And I hope that we're doing the same thing with Ninja Turtles Minute. Um, I hope. Uh, Are we? Thank you. Thank you, and I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, I will never ever forget the phrase Emmett Brown saxophone king of Hill Valley thanks to you Scott Crowley bear hobo bear hobo all right well let's get out of the inside bear hermit that's what it is bear hermit that's right I guess I did forget the term curses on me ah well so uh Yet again, another musical line of dialogue. Tell me, you didn't pay money for this. And then our minute is over, and we are left in suspense. Props to Raphael for catching a baseball bat barehanded. That's got to hurt like a mother. I wonder, you know what? I wonder if that line, the tell me, you didn't pay money for this. I almost wonder if the voice actor said, tell me, as if he was going to say, tell me, did you pay money for this? But then realized after he said, tell me in that way, he was like, oh, that's not the line. You didn't pay money for this. <laughs> Maybe so it's just it a really just bad came edit. Out, like as a weird thing. Well, I mean, this had a notoriously low budget. So I bet their voiceover stuff was like first or sort second take, pants. like tops. Yeah. Oh, I'm probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, but- and- yeah, I just, I'm glad I'm not the only one that noticed like it's a weird delivery. Like, oh, yeah, it's, definitely. It's just is. not a great. You know, they don't land on the joke very well there. Maybe one of our listeners is a baseball fan and can tell us why exactly this is so funny. Why it was so funny in 1989. There's probably a baseball logic. You know, maybe maybe it was. Maybe he blew the big game. I mean, we might be missing the obvious. Maybe it's just not funny. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like when in doubt, the easiest answer is like the the best answer, right? Also, also maybe if we have like some some real baseball aficionados that want to chime in, like are those are those bat like is Casey Jones really tall or are those like kids bats? <laughs> they, they do look kind of tiny. I, I will say this: uh, little league bats are are pretty perfect for uh, keeping under like the bat or an umbrella stand or something yeah, for yeah. home defense. So they could be little yeah. league bats. Yeah, that makes sense. And it would fit with his, like, kid-sized hockey stick. Yeah. It, it, it is interesting. Like, bats are just, you know, like, a single bat. Like, that makes sense. It kind of works. But, like, double bats, that's just dumb. Like, well, weapons, like... Uh, Casey no, Jones is a bad vigilante. I mean, he's, he's not good at it. <laughs> he's not good. And I, I feel like most of his weapon choices are are coming from a place of this will intimidate them more than this will do actual damage to any person. I think well, it's mm-hmm. I think it's more this is what he had lying around and what yeah. was fit in his golf bag <laughs> while Which, he's if, hanging if, if he's from a tree a, in Central Park. If he has Park. a kid's hockey thing and he's got kids bats, is he like like a Somebody's YMCA dad. like youth coach? Oh, no. <laughs> I like I like him as a deadbeat dad. 
Like he stole no. his kids' sports equipment. Oh, so no. if we take if we take the comic book <laughs> at, at face value as the inspiration for this, Casey Jones's first night vigilanteing is the night he meets Raphael. So that could explain Eventful. why he's such a bad vigilante. Like this is, you know, according to the if we take that as 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 Bible, then this is literally his first time ever doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, in the later iterations of the turtles casey jones's father is a deadbeat um right that kind of makes sense he never had a kid at at, at the early part of his career he ends up having one later but um i do kind of like the idea that somewhere there's a little child out there that casey jones is just like you just stay in your crib and don't move <laughs> and, and the daddy's, daddy's got to go out with his cricket. Or, or if his, or if his dad a was a deadbeat, maybe these are his. Maybe these are his bats and hockey sticks that his dad gave him before he ran away. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's so deep. Oh so he's god. out there trying to prove himself worthy of his daddy. We're, I think we're giving Casey Jones a lot more depth than <laughs> was it was originally well, intended. Or, Damn it! Or somebody has even, to. Here, here, even sadder. They were his kid's bat, but his oh, kid oh, died in a crime no. of some sort. No. He's not those are his kid's bats. No. Oh my god! <laughs> and his mini hockey stuff. And he used oh. to be a dad, and now he's just the kid-sized oh, golf bag. Oh. He's just a depressed. Oh, like, too dark. So, th- so yeah. that's why. He takes such offense oh. to the uh, the Jose like Canseco sort of crack. Bruce Wayne. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> That's why he wears sweatpants all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's just he's just sad and depressed. And he's just finally going out and getting oh my God. getting justice for his kid. <laughs> Jesus. Also, I don't I don't think Casey Jones has a home in this movie. Like we don't yeah. really ever see him. Um, and he never changes. He like never, he's either hanging from a tree in Central Park or like sitting on a fire escape somewhere. Or, I would mm-hmm. I would say that the fire escape. Well, when we get there, it, we'll we'll talk about that more. In the comic, one of the first shots is of like through a, a window of a like a skylight looking in on him. Okay. So I tend to think that that shot of him on the fire escape is sort of meant to emulate that. I I would I would guess that's the fire escape outside of his apartment, but mm. um, or I maybe he's uh, protecting Central Park because that's his territory where he he sleeps with all the other hobos. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I feel perhaps the world's best Casey Jones fanfic coming up very soon. Yeah. <laughs> Also, this is a, this is a rather old version of Casey Jones. Casey's usually like a lot younger than this. Like he's um, either like another teenager or like maybe just above teenager. Or am I? They aged I, him down oh to the God. Nickelodeon show, right? Like also, in the IDW books, he's another teen. But uh, so again, in the that's IDW, IDW books. He's a teen in the Nickelodeon show. He's definitely a teenager in the original comic books. He he looks like he's you know. A, a full-grown man. Okay. Um, oh my God, the, you guys! That's why he hates the foot so much because they take teenagers away. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh God! Oh, Full geez. circle. Full this is circle. The tragedy of Casey Jones. <laughs> oh my God! Shakespearean Casey Jones. Oh, Excuse me, I have something to write. Casey Jones. Tempest of Casey Jones. Oh, you know what? I think on that note, we'll leave this minute. Scott, you go write that. The, the tragedy of Casey Jones, and come back to us tomorrow. Okay. And uh, I, I want a full treatment. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, for for the crew here at Ninja Turtles Minute, everyone have a good one, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. 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 Cowabunga. <laughs>